Welcome to the Radically Embodied Love Podcast. Get ready to enter the portal of your cosmic heart so you feel bliss, joy, and union within. With each episode, you will learn practical ways to embody love in your life so it is felt and experienced. Co-hosted by Nasreen Barbeck and Jessica Falcon. Welcome to the Radically Embodied Love Podcast with myself, Jessica Falcon, and Nasreen Barbeck. We're excited to talk to you today about boundaries, which I find there's a lot of confusing information out there about what a boundary actually is. <laughs> and for me, a boundary is an act of self-love. And my own experience has shown me that boundaries naturally arise as I root into myself, separate and apart from the other. And as I'm able to source love and belonging from within, it's so much easier to have a boundary because I'm no longer needing someone else to like me or agree with me for me to decide what is good for me and not good for me or what my limits are. Because a boundary, in my definition, and I'm looking forward to hearing NASA's own definition, a boundary really comes down to what will I tolerate and what will I not tolerate? What will I allow and what will I not allow into my life or into my space or into my body based on what I know internally is, is in alignment with my truth, is in alignment with who I am, is, is honoring who I am. And so that's why for me, a boundary is an act of self-love because as I value who I am, I don't allow those who do not value who I am say to be in my life in the form of a relationship, for example. And boundaries can come in many other ways. They don't necessarily have to just be in the form of like a personal relationship. It could be um, a boundary of, like I have a lot of boundaries around what I will put in my body food-wise and what I won't because I really want to honor the energy of my being. And if I put certain things into my body, say that are synthetic or chemical laden, I don't feel like I'm actually honoring my body and honoring myself or truly nourishing my cells. And so a boundary for me is, no, I will not eat food coloring. I will not eat synthetic ingredients. And it doesn't matter if other people agree. They can sit next to me and eat whatever they want. It's my boundary. It's for me. And I think that's what boundaries are. They're like for the self. They're not against other people. And that's where so much confusion can come in because I used to think it was unloving to have a boundary and I was being selfish if I wasn't doing what other people wanted me to do. How about you, Ness? Yeah, I love what you said. Boundaries is self-care, self-love, basically, is part of that. Um, I want to start by saying that healthy relationship requires healthy boundary. And as you mentioned, that boundary can be even your healthy relationship with your own body, as you were mentioning. I love that, that you have a healthy boundary with what you put in your body or you will not. And that's the healthy relationship you have with your body. So any relationship, work relationship, intimate friendship requires healthy boundary. But 
to have that, we first need to be self-aware. Because I know for me, what I struggled was that I wasn't aware of truly what I need, what my expectations are of myself and somebody else. And I had to learn what do I need, what do I want, what do I expect first to be able to then set that healthy boundary, which required a healthy way of communicating that as well. And in my experience, especially like in intimate relationship, good friendship, there is an element of compromise. For example, like when I said my healthy boundary, say we have two good friends, right? My friend expectation is as a good friend, we are supposed to meet two, three times a week, for example, and chat for an hour or like what she expects a good friend would do. But part of my job is to communicate maybe at that time of my life. I cannot. I have many other obligations. And it's my job to talk about it. And we can compromise and say, look, right now, I just don't have the time, don't have the limitation to do that. But I love you and I would like to keep in touch. So can we just do 30 minutes checking in and like make sure we, we're connected or whatever that might be. And then we compromise. So I think there is an element of compl- uh, compromise in it, for me at least, which is healthy. Uh, and then the other part that I had to learn is communication is the huge aspect of pe- knowing letting people know that what I can from vulnerable place, what are my limitations? What I can give or cannot give? And so setting the expectation for myself, first of all, (laughs) that what I'm able to do, and then communicating that from a place of self-care, self-love for myself, and the care for the other. So there, there are, it's very clear of what expectations are between two people or in a relationship are. I really love the example that you gave between, say, you and a friend around, like, what are the expectations in our relationship or mm-hmm. what can we each give right now? Because for me, that helps me see so clearly that I define boundary as a choice. Mm-hmm. Because for example, if the one friend in your, the example that you gave wants say, to see each other three times a week and the other person is saying, well, I can't do that right now mm-hmm. because of these other obligations or commitments that I've already made. And really through that open, honest, vulnerable communication, each person is able to see, oh, okay, well say this, this person can only do 30 minutes Am I okay with that? Am I going to accept that? Am I willing to tolerate that? And the other person is going to say, can I even give 30 minutes? Mm -hmm. Am I willing to give more? Do I want to give more? And it really all comes down to each person really sitting with their choice in that particular scenario and what truly feels an alignment for them instead of it being, I don't, I mean, the word compromise is so misunderstood 
um, that for me, I see it as coming down to, you know, what energy am I willing to give into the situation? And what energy am I not willing to give into the situation so that each of us is being honored, so that both of us are being met, so that both of us are, are considered and heard and seen and respected. And to honor the self, like through a boundary or through a choice, at the without honoring the other person is not a true boundary, it's armoring. Now, that doesn't mean you have to give the other person what they want to honor them. And that's where it gets really confusing. And that's why I think also that the more we are capable of, as you said, self-awareness created your boundary. The more we are capable of separating how we feel from how other people feel, the more we are capable of knowing the self and understanding that we are not responsible for how other people feel, the easier it is to have a clean, clear boundary without unexpressed needs or attachments or expectations. Because we are clear. We are our own person. We are taking care of ourselves. We recognize they are their own person. They are taking care of themselves and that each person is responsible for communicating what they need and desire and feel. And each person is responsible to then ultimately make that choice as to their own boundary so that when the two come together in the relationship, each person is seen and honored. Absolutely. And I love what you say that we are responsible for our own emotions, each individual person. But it's also our responsibility to communicate that well. And what I would like to add is, especially if you're just beginning to learn how to set healthy boundary, be okay be, with being uncomfortable because it is going to feel uncomfortable, especially at the beginning. And what I suggest is buy yourself time, especially at the beginning. If you are in a habit, you know, when we are, most people who are people pleaser don't even give themselves the pause to think, do they really want to do this? They just automatically say yes to things that they later on feel like they shouldn't have. So always buy yourself that pause. It's okay to say, can I get back to you on this? And that gives you a chance to later on really Ask yourself, do I really want to do this or am I doing it to please the other person? And then from that place, make the right decision for yourself. But we don't have to respond right away. Um, and, you know, that's something that it helped me when I learned, okay, maybe at that moment, of course, I'm going to say yes, but maybe I need to, even if I think I will say yes, I'll always pause and say, can I get back to you? Because I want to make sure I'm doing and honoring myself as much as I'm honoring the other person, right? To do that. Because the other part of it is, if we don't do that, unknowingly be building resentment against the other person, right? So it's, it's a good, healthy way for us to learn how to set that healthy boundary um, so we can honor the other person as much as we honor in ourselves. Yeah, like what you said, the holding resentment is basically going, I couldn't do this for myself. And 
honor my own choice. So I'm going to blame the other person for the situation I now find myself in and be angry at them that I didn't speak up for myself. Mm -hmm. That is like the quintessence of resentment. Like, right. That's, that's how resentment builds. And so it's very common Mm -hmm. and easy for us to go into that place of like waiting for the other person instead of choosing for the self, because we're so afraid to choose for ourselves, particularly as women. And you know, this is my passion of getting into the root of why, the root of why it is so hard for women to have a self, so hard for women to choose for themselves, because we are taught to do the opposite. We are taught that it is unloving and unselfish to choose for the self, and how dare you? You will be damned for all of humanity, like Eve, if you do. And so it's, it's, so deeply rooted that we have to excavate those beliefs. And, and as you said, we go into the body and we go into our own self through the self-awareness so that we are able to see what is ours and what is not ours. And if we're not intimately familiar with our own internal landscape, our own needs, our own feelings, our own desires, we don't know what is ours and what the other person's. We don't know whether we're doing it for them to please them or make them happy or if we're actually doing it for ourselves. We have to become familiar. That's why I know I guide my clients so deeply within because then it's easier and easier to distinguish. That is not me. This is me. That is not me. This is me. To truly be sovereign, to truly choose for the self. And then we really discover relationships in which people don't want to honor that choice and they don't want to honor you and they don't want to honor your boundary. And that's sometimes why it can be so scary because we live in a society in which relationships are not built on equality and freedom. They're not. It's not how we're taught. It's not how we're raised. And so the scary part is when we do start honoring the self, and expressing boundaries compassionately. I think all boundaries need to be expressed compassionately, at least at the beginning, right? Unless that person is just repeatedly not honoring them and then there needs to be a little bit more fierceness <laughs> involved. But to really do that requires risking the rejection of the person, which is why we often don't enforce our own boundaries. It requires risking that other person not wanting to honor it, not wanting to honor you for who you are, but instead they're really just concerned with what they can get or their own needs. And it becomes very, very apparent when you start doing this work, who actually loves you for you and who really is looking to have their own needs met, consciously or unconsciously. And so that's why so much of the deeper emotional work to actually honoring your boundaries is being able to honor the self even when others can't. Yeah. Even when they can't honor your no, you honor your no, because you know you are worthy of that. Yeah, and you know, communication really is important because I know even culture to culture is different. There are some cultures that basically, like the concept of boundary is not there, especially when you grow up in a bigger household and then you don't know what's yours the other your needs and the other needs doesn't matter as way because it's you know, the, the way they look at it is different so communicating and knowing the style of and have that open communication of what's the other person see their boundary 
um, I think is important. Uh, also, setting healthy boundary, as you mentioned, does require for us to take the, I don't want to say, it, take the initiative to be brave enough, right, to stand for what we think is right for us and without and be aware of if we have seen that like I know and I've seen it people who have a tendency to people please because they grew up seeing that as a safety defense if they keep the peace they're safe so they're very attuned to what people need and want more than they are aware of their own need and want because for them has been issue of if everybody's good and then I am safe. Nobody's, the chaos is not gonna happen in a way, right? So it's, it's, they're not even aware. So most people uh, might not even be aware of how they're violating your boundaries and what their boundaries are because if you don't know your own boundary most likely you're not aware of other people's boundaries as well right so in like from that place as you said of love and compassion and not assuming that person is disrespecting me just being able to communicate that look I'm I this is what make me feel comfortable and uh, so give the other person a chance to also uh, adjust to that, to that. Yeah, I know. I mean, I grew up with zero boundaries. Mm -hmm. And it was very, I didn't even know what they were for most of my life. Mm -hmm. I had no concept, really, because I was so energetically sensitive. And as you said, you know, I would just really take in everyone and everything around me, I would take in all the opinions of everybody around me, make them my own, there was no filter between me and the outside world. And I let everything cave in on me. And until I got to the point where I didn't even know me, mm -hmm. I didn't know who I was, not on the inside. I knew who I was on the outside based on how other people saw me, based on what they thought of me. I knew who I was externally, roles, positions, all those things. I didn't know who I was on the inside because I had never, I had never felt myself as my own person and it started with coming into my own feeling state it started with coming into my own body it started with me getting to know my inner world by seeing myself through my own eyes which is so essential to knowing our own truth to knowing our own power to being sovereign and to be able to distinguish our energy from the energy around us is a skill that as we as we grow older as we become conscious is a, is so necessary because now for example because i've done so much deep embodiment work with myself that i know I, I still feel energy so intensely. It's not that that ever goes away because there's this idea sometimes that like, oh, well, you just don't become sensitive anymore. Actually, no, your sensitivity increases the, the more aware you are. 
and I'm still incredibly sensitive, but I can know that's not mine. But a silly little example, I was home recently, uh, it was, uh, I guess it was Christmas time and I was, um, my mom and I were in the kitchen cooking. This is one of our favorite things to do together is like be in the kitchen and cook and, and, um, and we're talking and I'm like noticing this headache. And I go on a walk, I'm like, I'm gonna go on a walk. We took a little break. And I go on the walk and I'm like, this is not my headache. Now my mom had mentioned nothing. Like, this is not my headache. So I like, I'm like, this is not my energy. And I cleared it, you know, and I go back in. That night, my mom goes, I had a headache all day long. I'm like, I knew it wasn't mine. You know, I knew it wasn't my headache. But it's just, it's those little ways, right? It's a silly little example, but it's, I think it's so common for us to just take all these things on and not know until we become like that's why for boundaries it's knowing self because until we become aware of the self we don't have a boundary there is no boundary yeah. it's just other gets to rule the day unconsciously yeah. yeah and i love what you said about especially if you're doing the work you need to set a healthier boundary and i always think about like um having this golden shield around me because I know, especially if you're a healer, you unconsciously trying to heal and you, you work with energy and you're very aware of energy. And sometimes unconsciously you do uh, take, you said like a yeah, headache, you're taking the headache. <laughs> like these things are the real. I happen to me too, actually, about similar thing about a headache that I noticed I literally was clearing somebody else's and I took it, you know? And so, yeah, in that case, the more do you do this work, but the key is, as you mentioned, is like awareness, right? Now we are aware of it. And the moment that I feel that I'm going back to the habitual way of maybe wanting to please others, the awareness kick in and then that's the pause oh can i get back to you but if we are not aware which is i think prerequisite we are in autonomic way of responding then you know most likely we we're not gonna set the boundary when we need to uh, but uh, yeah it's part of evolving and growing and becoming as it says sovereign human being <laughs> yeah through self-knowledge because mm -hmm. if we're not aware and we're acting on this autopilot response of habituated mm -hmm. what we've been taught what we've seen what other people do we're never in our power it means we're acting according to the mind and the mind is full of information from the outside world the only way to act in accordance to soul is through the body it's through self-knowledge. It's the only way. The truth rises up. The body knows, the heart knows, the soul knows. If we're not in our body, we're not in soul and we're not sovereign. I mean, it's that simple. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's that's hard simple. to know what you need and what you want when you're not in your body. I know that because I spent a lot of time outside of my body, you know, growing up. Mm -hmm. So then I really, I remember telling people, right, like, I don't have preference. I don't know what I exactly want. I don't know what I really need. 
Like really, I wasn't just saying that because I, for me to be able to recognize my needs and wants, I need to live in my body. I need to get in here, right? Just to connect with myself to realize that. But most of us spend time, a lot of our time outside of ourselves unknowingly. I know I wasn't aware of if somebody would have told me, I'm like, what are you talking about? Of course I live in my body. <laughs> right. Yep. So yeah, that's also a prerequisite. <laughs> Yes. Yes. And I was thinking too, as you were saying that, you know, our boundaries shifts. Like for me, when I first started to have boundaries, it was more from the sense of, um, it was a little bit more to protect myself, to kind of create a little more space for myself, which was a necessary part. And more and more boundaries are rooted in my desire. Mm. Like, well, if I desire this life, Mm -hmm. these are, these are things I say no to. If I desire this type of relationship, those things might have been okay before, but now they're not. Mm. Right? So like the boundaries change as we change and evolve because the boundaries become rooted less from need and more from desire, more from, oh, well, if I'm elevating to this experience, then I'm now saying no to these other things that used to be okay. They mm-hmm. used to serve me, but they don't anymore. Mm-hmm. So if we can get to that point of really really recognizing a boundary is the way we create our life it's the way we create the energy that we're in what we allow in what we don't allow in it's it's really in honor of of honor of self and and what kind of life you want to live what kind of relationship you truly desire when i started to really have boundaries in my um my marriage i it first came from need and protection and then it turned into this isn't what I want I desire someone who really honors me I desire someone who really hears me and that means I can't be with this person that means right my desire is leading me to honor me so if I could trust that then it's easier to say no because I'm willing to believe that I'm worthy of that now mm-hmm. yeah and, you know, since you brought that up, I just want to, you know, emphasize for you to know that you you had to give yourself the opportunity to get to know yourself. Absolutely. You had to work, right, to get to know yourself, self-development, what you need and want. And that's what we do, right? I mean, that's at the end of the day, you got to start there. Instead of looking at the other person, you got to look at inside, see how am I not honoring myself? Do I know what I want? Am I communicating even when I do communicate? Am I saying, I don't want this? I don't like this? Or am I clear saying, this is what I want? This is my expectation are rather than in a negative way, I don't like this or I don't want that because that's not going to get us anywhere either. So, and it goes back again, or we give ourselves the gift and invest time to really get to know ourselves and going back, that's that's the key, right? <laughs> yes, yes, I love it. I think that's like a perfect way to end is for, for our listeners to say, you know, for us to really acknowledge like a boundary is a gift. Mm-hmm. A boundary is a gift to honor myself with. Mm-hmm. 
it's not something in opposition, right? It's not something we're trying to fight or force. It's a, it's a mm. gift to oneself based on knowing oneself. Yeah. And it's, it's that it's, it really can be that simple, but it requires the work of knowing oneself. Like, right. and that's why for me, I call, you know, my one-on-one program radically mm. reclaim yourself in love because it's, it, that is what it is. It's like reclaiming mm. the self in love as love for love. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, and at the end of the day, that's the gift you give to anybody else that is yes. in your life as well. Yes. But you have to first give it to yourself to be able to you give do. it out. <laughs> you do. You do. And then the relationship, I think we talked about this last episode or the episode before, the relationship becomes a shared experience of love. Mm-hmm. It's a shared experience of, of pure love, free love. Mm-hmm. Not all the needs and the attachments and all the messiness and the cords, right? Yeah. <laughs> Any announcements on your end? Well, I'm thinking about uh, is not uh, 100% yet, but most likely on February 15 and 16, I'm going to have a master class. And it is about attracting your soul aligned partner. And who do you need? February? Yeah. February. Next um, year? April. I'm sorry. Okay. I was confused. I'm like, didn't, are we in March? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was telling my younger son that he doesn't have a good relationship with time. Like literally, <laughs> I, I am the same way. Like I literally need to look at my calendar to figure out where in the time <laughs> zone I am, where I am. Like I, I just constantly lose the time and the month. And so anyway, yes, in April. Thank you. Uh, we are in March, right? <laughs> Yes. So <laughs> April 15 and 16, uh, I have, I'm going to have a master class to talk about that. So I will send out an invitation. But yeah, we can put the mind. link under our show notes when you get it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I um I don't have a current date for any free uh, offerings, but I have one in mind, but I'm not sure I might offer it early May. Um, I'm, I'm kind of sitting with a new a new program mm-hmm. uh, all about like how we relate to create mm-hmm. that freedom and relationship. So it's called Majestic Woman currently, but I'm, I'm kind of sitting with that a little bit more before I unveil it officially. But nice. Looking forward can, to hearing more detail about that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, um, I'll definitely make sure we put your link under our show notes and you guys can follow us at Radically Embodied Love on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, you can also link to Nas at Pathway to Lasting Joy. I'm at The Path to Sovereignty. And our website information will be below as well if you want to reach out. Also let us know how you feel about the show, any questions, what this brought up for you. And hopefully you can move forward knowing that your boundary is a gift to yourself and the world. (laughs) And thank you for joining us. We appreciate you. We'll see you next time. Yeah.